Hey, it's Misty and Liz. We're two women who don't know shit about literature, but we love to hang out and talk about the books we've read. And everything else on our minds. So get cozy, grab a drink, and let's get started. All right, here we go. Hey. What you been up to? You know, Halloweening and all of that. Did you have a good Halloween? We did. I know. We spent it together. <laughs> We had a good time. The kids got so much candy, and they will not share it at all. If I'm eating M&Ms, they're like, whose bucket did you get that from? I'm like, bitch, Don't I took work. you. I think our kids probably brought home like 11 pounds of candy a kid. I have never seen so much candy. They got like full full bars. Full, full king-size bags of M&Ms and just... My son came home with an, a bag of Takis, right. like a regular, <laughs> not just like a, a kid-sized fun bag. It was like a, here, feed your family. It was, yeah, like when you have a sandwich. And also Bibles. Yes. So someone was giving out like the little pocket Bibles. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of kids, most kids were probably like, what? But I still try to keep it respectful yeah i just wish they would have given them like a piece of candy to go with it yeah. because once they if you get a piece of paper for halloween and you're expecting candy then the kids are automatically going to be like this is <clears throat> bullshit but if they had been like here's a bible and a blow pop then they would have been like i thought you're gonna say something else <laughs> i did to my kids the other day what it was terrible my uh my, God. my kids were fighting over suckers and they finally apologized and i was i was like kaylee you did a good job apologizing because as soon as you apologized, then Blitz was like, here, you can have a blowjob. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they were like, what? And I was like, pop, blip, pop. <laughs> Move along. Why did I say that? <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> oh. And then I'm trying to tell my husband, and it took me a solid 10 minutes to get the story out because I'm <laughs> laughing so hard. It was awful. Oh, goodness. I don't have any blowjob stories. Um, I'm sure you do. Uh, it's been blowjob free at our house. <laughs> <laughs> well, along those same lines, I actually wanted to say congratulations to my bestie, Brittany, because she just had a baby. She did. It's such a cute, 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 cute baby. She's so cute. Her name is Callie Ryan, and she's a beautiful little girl. She is. And I think that's their little caboose. So now she's got a boy and two girls, and they're just the prettiest little family, and they everyone are. hates them because they're too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. So since my bestie's out of commission, I'm um, taking applications for a new bestie. Okay. So I'll, I'll get that put together and put out on Instagram for everyone to fill out. So. That sounds dangerous, but okay, <laughs> that's fine. Or else you're just going to have to put up with me like more. Mm. I canceled my Audible subscription. Okay. So I'm like now fully on board with real books. Really? Like for this purpose. If I'm like I'm still listening to audiobooks on like my free library app, but whenever we're doing books for the show, it's so hard to listen and like t- take mental notes. Right. So I need to have the actual book. Do you see the allure in reading and sitting and reading the book? I do. But my issue with it has always been that I like to read in bed Mm -hmm. and I turn the lights out. So if I have my phone, then it's like backlit. So I don't need the lights. So I know. Well, I'm looking at two lamps. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe you can use one of those. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean. I guess. If you want to be difficult. Trying to help his sister out. Meanwhile, my son read The Maze Runner. 
I was pretty impressed. He's 10 years old. I thought that was a big book for him. I can't remember when I read that, but that is a good book. Yeah, and we read it, and then he wanted to watch the movie before he started Scorch Trials. So, of course, the whole time he's like, that's not how it was in the book. Uh, What's happening here? It's not like that in the book. Well, let's get used to it because that is the way it goes. The book's always better. Yeah, so he's really excited, and he started Scorch Trials. He's racking up those AR points. I know Elliot. She probably does. I think she's reading right now. She's reading Smile. Or something like that. There's another one like in that that by that same author. Is it like the the face, like the emoji? Yeah, books? but it's yeah. Okay, well, she read Smile, and so now there's another one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, Blitz came in from reading Maze Runner, and he was like, he had tears running down his face, and I was like, oh my god, are you okay? What's going on? And he was like, no, I'm fine. It's just my book's really sad. <laughs> I think somebody had died in the book, and he was. I was like, is that the first time that you've ever cried from a book? And he was like, yeah. Tell him to read Nightingale. Okay. <laughs> You're ready. You've read The Maze Runner. You can just move on. Look, someone in this freaking house is going to read that book. <laughs> I've got it queued up. Maybe we should pick it for like a, a monthly thing and I'll get it done. Good. I feel like I'm going to have to put you under the gun in order you to re- for you to read it. Look, I've been recommending Kristen Hanna books like nonstop lately since we read The Four Winds. Oh, I also needed to tell you that my husband listened to our Four Winds episode, and he told me that my rating system was, and I quote, bullshit. So okay. he said, um, I know from listening to that episode that you liked that book more than that, so your rating system sucks. So I screwed. What did you You gave it like a three, right? I think- Which was a C. Did I give it a three or a four? You, no, it was a C. He said, yes, it is a C. So I just stole this um, from Instagram account Books on the Couch. This is their star guide, which I thought was really good. Five stars is loved, would reread, slash own, slash recommend. Four stars is really liked it, would recommend it, but probably won't revisit it. Okay. I hardly ever reread a book. Do you reread books? There's a, like a few select books that I do. Okay. Yeah, but there, I mean, but those are... Far and few between. And their books, they're more like, I can't think of a book that I've read in the past 10 years that I would reread other than like a David Sedaris book or something. But it was more like books when I was younger, I would reread right. those. I'm, I also do the same thing with movies. If I've seen it, I'm not going to go back to it. Right. So unless it's been so long that I just don't remember it. Well, you don't watch movies. I don't watch a whole lot of movies. But I will rewatch one if I don't remember it. Like, you know what? The other night we watched The Nightmare on Elm Street with our 10-year-old because we're really good parents. Nope, um, follow nope, me for nope. parenting tips. Mm-mm, don't follow her. Nope. <laughs> it was not the one that we watched when I was six, by the way. I hope not because I watched all of them We watched October them. and I was just floored. That I watched these movies as a kid. Well, you had to be God. like t- 11 or 12 when I watched them with you. And I was like five or six. I know, like I can't. Bl- so, but what? I remember watching Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. And our cousin Kristen was obsessed with Freddy Krueger. Like we all were obsessed with Freddy Krueger. And I don't know. We must have watched two or three constantly. I know that at the time we didn't have cable. So it was whoever had whatever. On the, on video. On tape. Yeah. So we, but it wasn't one because I had never seen that before. And I was dying laughing, like when his arms were so long (laughs) and he was like reaching in for the fence. I was dying laughing. And then I was talking to one of our podcast friends and they do a horror podcast show. So I was listening, I was talking to them about it. And then I was like, well, let me just listen to their episode about it. They had this long episode about Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Streets. And there's a lot more to that show than I realized. Like they were saying before Freddy Krueger comes out in the bed, 
mm-hmm. at the beginning that the sheets are green and red. Like there's clues, like little Easter eggs, I okay. guess, to like things yeah. are going to happen or like if you're in the little factory thing, it's always got like a green or a red tint to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't even notice. Like now I kind of want to go back and like watch – Watch it again. Look for those things. And then they're also like, this is actually one of the scariest movies, even though it's so cheesy. I was like, oh, great. I'm glad that I picked this one to show my child. Like I said, I rewatched them not too long ago, you know, like October. Yeah, Oktoberfest, AMC. Right. Well, no, I watched it like I did my own little Oktoberfest at home. And like I watched like Night of the Living Dead and um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I watched Halloween and Friday the 13th and all that. Nightmare on Elm Street. I just, I was really appalled. Why did our parents let us watch that? I don't even know if they had watched it. They probably didn't even know what's going Where on. Where were they? I don't even remember our parents I mean, ever being there. There were people slitting their wrists. Remember the girl who was watching, you know, like she was in the in- mental institution and, you know, he shoved her head in the TV and all of that. No, you know what I do remember yeah. is like Q-tip going through the ear. Oh, yeah. I remember the girl like with the, with the cockroach arms. Oh, my God. No, that sounds terrifying. But yes. remember, I had that nightmare about Freddy Krueger being a cockroach. That yeah. must have been what that was inspired by. <laughs> so, but this podcast I listened to, it's called Watch If You Dare. I asked them if they had a promo, and they didn't. But I do not watch horror at all. I don't like scary movies. I don't read horror books. I don't like being scared. And since then, I started watching The Haunting of Bly Manor because I was like, ooh, I need, like I need to get into more horror because this is fun. Like, I like what they mm-hmm. had to say. So I'm, I'm like, y'all inspired me to actually listen to more, like, invest in the horror genre more mm-hmm. because I guess I just, like, get scared and don't step back to appreciate it. But if I could do that, I think it would be fun. So y'all check out Watch If You Dare. Oh, that sounds like a really good one. They're really knowledgeable. Some of the stuff they said about, like, the directors and um, the guy, Robert England, that plays Mm -hmm. Freddy. He's, like, a classically trained – I was going to say author, but he's not an author. (laughs) No. Pianist. What do you call him? Actor. Jesus. (laughs) Apparently, they shot that movie in, like, a month. Yeah, and it was very low budget. Very low budget. But I knew it had to be a short amount of time because Nancy has this pimple on her forehead above her left eyebrow the and entire it, it movie. never went away. <laughs> I'm like, this. they must have shot this movie in three days because that pimple. Get that girl just, one of those patches. Did they, could, they did all that to Freddie's face and they couldn't get rid of her pimple? <laughs> Good night it. I mean, my God. Get her some shape tape, poor, poor Nancy. <laughs> Haunting of Bly Manor is kind of weird. It's. It's more like what the fuck than super scary, even though I have woken up and like not wanted to look in the mirrors for fear of seeing a ghost. Really? I think I watched two episodes. I did the kids. Yes. I was under the impression this went with Haunting on Hill House. I thought so. I thought so too. I thought it had some of the same actors. And then I found out it wasn't, so I was like, nope. I don't know. It's interesting. Shit's getting weird. Haunting on Hill House was... That one was really good, and I don't like horror, and I I really like that. Although I will say I have to kind of, like, take breaks, and when I get done with this, I might have to rewatch entire 700 episodes of Schitt's Creek just to feel better about life. But do you remember the summer a long time ago when you and I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, 30 times? Remember I had it from Blockbuster? And we never returned it? Do you oh, still have knows. it? No, I wish. You kind of But it was like, it was the original like 1971 version or whatever. Remember, you don't remember us sitting and watching that? Like a lot? You know, I've kind of blocked out my entire life before <laughs> three years ago. So I don't know. <laughs> but we did. Because that was one of, that's a 
that's such a I a used good to one. love horror. It's kind of like when I was younger, I could do the spinny rides at the mm-hmm. fair, and now I just absolutely cannot. No, throw up. Right. When I was younger, I could watch extra. Like I'd fall asleep to The Exorcist, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, you better get those demons away from me. Yeah. I cleanse you. I do not claim this in Jesus' name. Right. <laughs> Can't do it, but I used to love it. Anyway, you got anything else? I don't. Today, we are talking about Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore by Robin Sloan. It sounds like a children's book. It does. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. But it sounds really cute. It is. It's really a fun book. I use the word fun way too much. I'm going to have to get at the source of the word fun. But if it's fun, it's fun. It is fun. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about a little bat about, about Robin Sloan. He actually crowdfunded his first novella, Annabelle's Scheme, and then he quit his job to write it full time. Okay, uh, goals. I want to a write a novella, right? And b I want to quit my job and just write a novella. I hope your job's not listening to this. Oh, I love you, Health Union. So he has a bunch of short stories and a few books, including a novella titled Ajax Penumbra, which is apparently a prequel to this book. The other book that he's really well known for is called Sourdough, and it's kind of techie, but also about food. Okay. Which I love food. So oh, and I love computers. I like to eat while I'm on the computer. Oh, 1000%. And on my phone. Oh, yes. Definitely. Crumble cookies and, my, and, and TikTok. Is that, is that what this book is about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Laying in bed, eating macaroons, mm, watching TikTok. Yes. Okay. So I gotta go because that's what I want to do. <laughs> Mr. for Numbers was released in 2012 and it began, began as a short story. I've got to stop looking at Wikipedia because I'm never sure if it's true or not. But a lot of people use it as a real source. So I think, I think you can use it. I don't know if it's like an APA source, but... Next time I write a paper, I guess I won't use it. But for all intents and purposes in this podcast. For this podcast, yeah. Okay. So Wikipedia says he was actually inspired to write this story after a friend misread a sign claiming the existence of a 24-hour bookshop. Like, that's it. Just that's like his inspiration? That. Oh, go yes. write a book about it. And remember, whenever we did Sorry I Missed You, Susie Krause said that she just saw a cute house with three mailboxes and then it inspired her whole Sorry I Missed You book. Like, you just – so apparently <sighs> if you want to write a book, you just got to go for a walk. Okay, well, I'm sitting right here and I see a dog on a bed. What are we going to get out of that? Y'all just, y'all just wait because I'm going to be on an end cap in Barnes & Noble's big, big, big black dog on the bed. <laughs> yes. By Misty Ro- Rousseau. Did you just mess up your own name? I did. I wanted to say Rousseau. That's not my name. Okay, so let me tell you what this book's about. It starts off, the main character is Clay Jansen. He had previously designed web pages and logos but they're in the middle of a big recession and he is out of work so he's been looking and looking and looking can't find one eventually he comes across this really old bookstore that has a now hiring sign outside he's desperate so he goes inside applies for the job gets it this book stop book stop stop it's a store in a shop so it's a book stop (laughs) is a 24-hour book stop so he has a shift an eight-hour shift and then somebody else comes in, Oliver Grohl, takes another eight-hour shift. And then the owner comes in, Ajax Penumbra, and he has an eight-hour shift. So it's just those three people working there. So they just re- rotate. They just rotate. Okay. His job is kind of crazy because it's a bookstore, but he has to take detailed descriptions of who comes in, what they're wearing, what color their buttons are. What kind of state of mind are they in? How is their hair fixed? Like detailed descriptions of each person, what book they're getting. And there's many shifts where nobody comes in. And then they've got these odd characters that come in and out of the store 
and just exchange books. It's insane. So he's just like, what the hell is going on here? So this is obviously an old store, but he's a younger guy. So he's got friends that work in movies. He's got a friend that started like some kind of techie company. He's got this girl that he's interested in that works at Google. So he kind of uses his resources and he takes one of the old log books that's got the descriptions of the people. And he makes a fake one so that he can bring okay. the fake one to the store, replace it, take the real one, bring it to Google, scan it in, and they can analyze what's going on. Oh, how interesting. So it kind of starts this almost like Indiana Jones adventure story of like what's going on here in this bookstore. And it leads him to this quest to figure out this 500-year-old puzzle that all these people are working on trying to figure it out. So it's a secret society called the Unbroken Spine, and there's three levels. Him bringing the book to the bookstore has gotten him into the first level. So now he's a novice. He figured out the pattern of the books and what's going on and what it what it does, which there's people that have been there for years trying to figure out this novice level and he did it in, you know, not even, wasn't even trying. Wasn't even trying. He's just like, what's up with these crazies? And then there's the bound and the unbound. And the whole goal of this society is for. And I feel like I just kind of gave away too much for a blurb episode, but like, that's not, there's more to it. There's magic. There's not magic. Okay. But it does have like a magic feel to it. It feels magical. So to me, all bookish books kind of feel magical. Have you read any bookish books? Yes. This book immediately reminded me of two other books, The Storied Life of A.J. Frickery, Mm -hmm. which I think I talked about in like books that I love episode. That book is a bookstore owner and he kind of relates to people based on books. He thinks mm-hmm. like everything you need to know about someone, you'll learn from them by their favorite book. That's which is true. And more recently, I read this book called The Bookish Life of Nina Hill. She works at a bookstore. She loves books. There's always these references to books in there that I find so charming because if you've read the book, then it almost feels like an inside joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. If you haven't, it kind of makes you want to read the book. That's how Mr. Penumbras is. There's so many references to like, there's one part where somebody says, well, you know, how bad do you need my help? Is this going to be big? And he was like, oh, this is bigger than Potter. Oh, God. You know, like, yeah. it's there's references like that the I'm whole sure time. I'm sure that I have, I mean, I've, I'm sure I've read some bookish books. I find those almost as interesting as, like, magical books. And I almost lump them together because they have the same feel. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're always so uplifting and... You know, they usually end happy, and I like a happy ending. I like a crazy, fun adventure with a happy ending. Oh, yeah. So I really liked it. I thought that it was just, like, super light, and I was reading this. I was listening to this. You asked me the other day, how do I read so many books? It's because while I'm reading, I also have an audiobook going. So while you don't listen to audiobooks... You read a book and listen to another book? Not at the same time. Oh. I mean, like, <laughs> like I'll have okay, one what? one book that I'm reading okay. usually. Uh-huh. And then I also have a different book that I listen to while I'm in the car or while I'm cleaning or something. It's a different book. Yeah. So I've got usually got two stories going on. Okay. Different forms. Right. That's how. So some people said that they thought that this book was slow. And I can kind of see that if you were reading the book yourself. But the narrator for this book was Ari... Fliakos. 
He's an actor, producer. He's known for roles on on FBI that comes on CBS. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I don't watch, like, primetime TV, so I've never seen it. He was on a few episodes of Homeland with, uh, you know, the girl Claire Danes. Oh, I remember her for My So-Called Life. Love that show. And Romeo and Juliet. Claire Danes and Jared Leto. Mm Mm-hmm. David Jordan Cowley. What was it? Jordan... Catalano. Catalano. Yes. There you go. He's still he's he's a little crazy now. It's still pretty hot. No rec room for a dream, Jordan Jordan Leto. <sighs> I forgot about that movie. Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. What did we say? He said Jordan Leto. I combined his face <laughs> and his real life. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That's how good he was at acting. Yeah. So good. <laughs> and then he did like an episode of Law and Order, which like who among us has not done an episode of Law and I mean, Order? Ice <laughs> Ice T does Law and Order, so there's a whole podcast called Munch My Benson. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to get their promo. So the narrator, he does a lot of other books, but they're they're like really like thriller, war type, John Grisham, James Patterson type books, which to me was so crazy because he did such a good job with this book and it was not that type of book at all. Now I want to to listen to some of his other books because he his his inflection and his like hitting those one-liners in the book was just spot on. Like, I think he did a better job than the author did in his own head. <laughs> you think? Yes. Is that good? So if you read this book, don't read it, listen to it, <laughs> because he did such a good job. And there's a book in this book that they play the audiobook for. So there's audiobook of an audiobook in my audiobook. Oh, fun. It's like an auditory pop-up book. It, yes. I loved it. I also liked how they had the comparison of, like, the new – like Google and like how you can use your computers to do things that it takes humans like 500 years to do. And then they had the old log books and things like, like kind Ledger? of. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of just like comparing the two. And it wasn't saying that one was better than the other. Just saying that they were different and there's equal uses for both of them. That was kind of cool. A lot of people that didn't like it said that the characters are too thin. There was too much crammed into the book. The like characters were too thin? Yeah, like they weren't complex enough. Oh. <laughs> they needed right. to eat more hamburgers. Right. Okay. That's that's rude. <laughs> no. Making fun of his old skinny legs. I know. <laughs> no, the characters weren't complex enough. There was too much cram to the book. And they said that it reminded them of Ready Player One. Oh. Because that's an interesting Ready Player One comparison. actually just recently, as soon as I finished Penumbras, I re-downloaded Ready Player One. We talked about it last episode, and it made me realize that I never finished that book. It's a good one. So I re-downloaded it. I've got like four hours left of listening to it. And I think it's just because the Ready Player One is kind of like an adventure. You're going through. You're getting the keys. you got to unlock this gate. You've got to figure out this there's thing levels. to get to that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also so many references to other things. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore is a lot like that. So I can I can definitely see that comparison. I really actually want to read this one. It sounds really good. Listen to it. No. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to shut Ari Fliakos out like that? I just like I'll, praised I'll, him. Okay. You know what? I will. I'll download it just to because you have hyped this up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to hear an audiobook and an audiobook. I want to see what that's like. It is pretty cool. Okay. So I think if I had to give this book stars, I think I would give it four stars. Oh. It was just coming out with the extra star. Y- yes. You because are. I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Based on my last person's uh, star guide. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it. I kind of want to own it just because we did an episode on it, but I don't know if I'd want to own it like. In real life, yes. Yeah. 
you know what happened to all my books? I used to have so many books and I don't own books anymore because when we flooded. You used them as stilts. I used them to pick up my furniture. So all of my thousands of dollars of books that I had went to raise up my furniture and save my thousands of dollars of furniture. See, mine just sat in the water. Didn't even use them for anything. They just sat in a box. Do you know how hard it is to take a stack of books that you love and plunge them down into the water to lift up your couch? No, but I did take pictures of mine for insurance purposes and I didn't get any money for them. You didn't? It's no. Well, it's disgusting. It is yeah, is bad. actually sickening it's to like throw a book your in the water. Into- <laughs> yes. <laughs> At first, raise up my basset sofa. Oh, it was awful. So now I kind of need to buy start some books. your library again. Well, this one sounds really good. It is. Um, if you have read this book, you want to let us know what you thought about it, or you know, literally anything else, you can find <laughs> us on Instagram and. Facebook at Talkin' Shittiture. You can find us on Twitter at Talk Shittiture. And you can email us at talkinshittiture at gmail.com. So come on, friends. Talk to us. Yay. Bye. Bye.